This is the Magellan Journal, a podcast series here to help you navigate EU opportunities. We remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. In this podcast, we speak to Pantian Zonghan, head of digital and business transformation at the Hamburg Port Authority and an avid lover of all things digital. Good morning, Pantian, and thank you for joining us in this podcast. In the logistics world, you have been known as the main driver of digitalization and sustainable transformation of ports, and in particular of all the work you have done in Port of Hamburg. Can you briefly present yourself and your role in the Hamburg Port Authority? Good morning, Andrea. Thank you very much for inviting me to this podcast. My name is Pantian Sezongtam. I'm head of digital and business transformation and head of Smart Port Program Management at the HPA, Hamburg Port Authority. And since more than 10 and a half years now, I have been working to shape digital strategy, digital innovation, process innovation within the port and also uh, within the HPA itself. I'm really happy also to collaborate since many, many years now with colleagues in the port outside the port around the transport and logistic industries and having gained many many great contacts great experience and also having done together many projects also with other partners for the port authorities which bring us also to become one of the smart ports as we are today So lately, there has been a lot of pressure on logistics and shipping sector during the current crisis. With majority of shops being closed, people had started to order enormous amounts of goods online, which in turn resulted in heavier shipping traffic and at the same time delays in deliveries due to working restrictions and so on and the production delays. What has been the case of the port of Hamburg, one of the world's biggest ports? How have you been dealing with this crisis? Well, in my view, logistics has been classified as a critical and relevant uh, system for the socio-economies that, that we are living in. And this is confirmed also, especially in the COVID-19 circumstance that we are now facing. And as you could see that the port is becoming a part of a logistic and a very, very critical part of the logistics chain. And we at the Port of Hamburg, We were working hard to keeping up all the capabilities and to guarantee the availability of our infrastructures in order to guarantee also the service that we serve to our customers and to our users of the port. And in this sense, we have put many measurements, try our best to really respond to our customer needs, which has been also changed during this COVID-19 period and uh, caused by that impact. And for the Port Authority itself, as as administrations and agencies, we are working right now from home mostly. So the working mode has been switched uh, from working at the workplace to work from home. And we have also identified different critical operations uh, process and area where we brought up our contingency plan, which we had already some for the catastrophic management. And we adapted that plan to the contingency plan for these crisis situations. 
and uh, therefore we could really bring up or could really have the operation recovery very quickly and we didn't really have a hard effect in our operation. And also in the port network, we have been exchanging with our other port partners, also from the port authorities, our experiences on best practices during this COVID-19 situation. And we share this among ourselves in the network from the port authority around the world. So this was a bit my next question, actually. How will, in your opinion, the maritime shipping industry recover from the crisis? And as you mentioned in uh, your article, things will never be the same again. How will shipping work in the future, in your opinion? I think we can now really observe the trends of how the whole supply chain will be reorganized in the future, especially where we are experiencing the trends on globalization, as they named it. And this will be more focused, meaning that the re- regional fabrication manufacturing sites uh, will be more concentrated. And I still believe personally that we will be still trading globally, but the patterns of goods and commodities that we are trading might differ from the past. And therefore, um, the pr- supply and production process could be different. This means that uh, we could experience more finished product um, to be manufactured more locally, more regionally, so that we can really keep the continuity of the supply chain really in, especially for the critical supplies and products. And we will have shortened distribution and the last mile transport in different areas. And I think the concentrations of the shipments that are coming from China will be less because right now every country knows that they should not be so dependent on China so much and uh, they will probably relocalize their production sites or production supplies through other areas also, either in Eastern Europe or maybe other Southeast Asian countries so that the diversifications of the supply chain and the trade volumes that they are trading is secure. Okay, so you mentioned a lot of these new ideas and innovations in the port of Hamburg, which is considered one of the most innovative ports in making use of the latest technologies and intelligence. As a port city, what is your relationship with the city of Hamburg and how do you cooperate in order to reach a common position on ambitious environmental goals, for example? You already mentioned correctly that Hamburg is seen as a port city or city port in one. And therefore, the relationship of uh, how the city is uh, being developed and how the port is being developed and to really um, evolve cannot be really separated and therefore the city and the port are working hand in hand and in terms of these ambitious environmental goals and the sustainabilities in the city we have a regional wide program so-called clean air action plan in Hamburg for and for the metropolitans which is also adopted from the global context from the 
federal government and also from the international requirements, for example, the, the Paris uh, Convention. And that brings us also as a Hamburg Port Authority to adopt and to really following those goals so that we can really align from the measurements that we are initiating within the port. And especially Hamburg has just been newly elected and we had recently a new, newly formed government and they have just announced and really stressed the importance of the climate protection, especially with the innovation, with digitalization across areas in the city. So the meaning of the digitalization comes together with the, the importance of the sustainability. So we see that digitalization could be enabler, could be vehicle for us using technologies, using innovation, and really accelerate or maintain the sustainabilities within the city. And for this port will play a significant role because we have already defined, according to the new coalition contract of the government, we stated clearly in that the port will become climate neutral by 2040. That is a commitment that I think is a, a political will and also is a signal that the port and the community of the port will be committing to uh, as we have no choice anymore rather than also to, to, to work towards this goal and this become really focus and the common goals for uh, the port community stakeholders. And with different measures like alternative energies, we do have, for example, onshore power supplies to see how the hydrogen could be, could be used. We will be introducing circular economies and also to really see how the digitalization could bring more efficiencies, more collaboration and to reduce the resource usage in the port operations. And therefore, the city and the port, we are working hand in hand, and I'm glad that, that we are experiencing this, especially and have really a strong support from the government and, and also from the, from the central government, either at the national level of Germany or the European Commission in the European Union through the Green Deal, so that we can really manifest these issues as a one common goal. So as you already mentioned, we know you are a digital evangelist, but at the same time, in one of your latest articles, you admit that digitalization can be controlling and could even potentially be turned into some sort of neo-dictatorship. Can you give us a few examples of how we can make the best use out of digitalization while still keeping a human and moral touch? In my opinion, digital technologies are tools for us uh, to innovate and to make our life better in many ways. As since we are experiencing digital solutions, digital technologies, we can really observe that our life has become more comfortable, change in communication and social preferences that we have. And, and this is one of the a good side of the coins that we have on the digital technologies. 
But then we have another side of the coin of this digital being digital. We are turning our life into digital worlds. Mean also at the same times that we are making ourselves more transparent because we are pumping the data, leaving our、uh, data footprint every day through the behavior that we are serving in the internet. We are using the internet. We are using our mobile device where th- those data are collected. And the question for myself is that how can we really be the master of the process of the data that we are giving away, and、uh, not being being sacrificed or not being the victim of the machines or some criminals that would like to do harm for society or for yourself, or any powerful body who would misuse. And the data that that we give away, actually for good sake, <laughs> and and this is the risk that everyone should be conscious, everyone should be aware of, so that we can really handle all the data more carefully and consciously. And that's why we have to see on the one side the opportunity of the digital solution and digitalization would bring. But on the other hand, we have to be more cautious of how we are going to、uh, let the other people use our data. And if the people would say, "Okay, the data is a new gold or the new value, new device, which could be used as a value," that is also true. And that's why we have to to see that these data, which contain the value. How we could make this value also really beneficial for oneself, and the observations come also with really worries by the political issues that we are facing today. That the data could be manipulated through, for example, when when we have elections, you could see the Brexit, and you could see many governmental election or even the presidential election in the U.S. That there is some misuse of data and manipulate people for vote, and that is actually where I really observe it worries. That maybe these kind of democracies we are fighting for many many years hardly would be vanished by those criminals who misuse the digitalizations. And one thing that has to be really carefully observed is about the human rights, on freedom and on privacy that we should not give up, even though we are using digital solution and use and and are in the middle of the digital transformation. So that has to be aware of people that you will not be exploited by those technologies. And one of the best example I I think that everyone could already follow is how China is developing its own the social scoring system, and this implies somehow a little bit of the ideologies how the social system could work, and this has a touch a bit of the neo dictatorship that I mean. Well, taking that into consideration, we can't deny the importance of technology and the role it had during this crisis 
What are for you the lessons learned from the crisis as head of digital and business transformation at the Port of Hamburg, but also from your personal point of view? Do you have anything else to add? Well, my lessons learned from this crisis is uh, really being digital transformation that I have been working for many, many years now never becomes so easy with a crisis. And that is actually sad that the trigger itself is virus. And we need virus so that we can really change our mindset. We create this why acceptance for the change. And we could really be capable to transform ourselves also mentally. And, and that is actually the sad, the sad side on, on this virus. But then we look positively that the digital transformation now is become very, very accepted. The people are, are enjoying it also, that they have the possibilities. I think that if this kind of uh, pandemic would happen like 50 years ago, we would have totally different pictures or totally different experience out of that. But right now we could really use these technologies to cope with this challenge quite well. And the countries who are more advanced in digitalizations, in digital technologies, in area like education, social medicines and so on, they could really cope with this crisis in much better way than the other countries who are lagging behind of those infrastructures and those possibilities. And therefore, I think to really leverage every country, every society to become more resilient, we have to work hard on the digital transformation because it will be a really core pillar of our life in the future. We have to use this digital technology in a wise way with the respecting uh, human factors and to really be conscious that we are still human we could use this technology to help us to really uh, bring our life, make our society more resilient, more livable and more peaceful. And I believe that this will not be the last global crisis that we are facing or we will be facing in the futures. And one thing that I, I really learned is also that despite all these advanced technologies with digital application, not everything can really compensate the whole social aspect that we would like to live in. And that is uh, make us as a human being still different from the machine. And, and that is actually the good thing on that, <laughs> that we are not totally replaced uh, by digital scheme. And another last thing that I really appreciate in uh, the last couple of months that I also experienced among colleagues, among neighborhoods, among friends and my social circles, I would say that solidarity is really the best human and social gift that we can give to each other in such a difficult time. And we appreciate it and we should pay it forward if we can yes and thank you for such thoughtful answers and also thank you very much for joining us in this podcast and for sharing with us your ideas on the future of shipping but also on the digitalization in a much broader sense thank you and have a nice day thank you 
if you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org.